Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I was getting ready to go and then my friend texts me. She's like, hey, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you talking about? The funny thing is, is that I had texted my mom. I was like, hey mom, like, are you good? Like everything's okay? everyone i'm your host alanized and this is noche de pendejadas your favorite talk show turned podcast and donde yo traigo a tus influencers favoritos para chismear y posiblemente sacarles sus trapitos al sol please help me welcome tonight's guest jenica lopez hello hello friend como estas good i'm happy you finally got me back on this season literally you guys let me tell you guys the amount of times me and jenica were going back and forth with trying to get her on the show y no se podía wey. la primera no. vez I think you were going to Puerto Rico yes I was going to Puerto Rico I don't know friend I watched back and you did me dirty in that first season now you're all professional no literally Jenica you guys si ustedes <laughs> se acuerdan a lo mejor no se acuerdan because people be like oh my god why don't you bring Jenica you've never had her on the show no. y yo como de que wait what do you mean I've had her on the show yes. the first season fue cuando tú viniste and we were filming on iPhones. Yes. There wasn't even a setup. Oh my God. I was using my home furniture. Drunk as fuck. Drunk as fuck. Mm -hmm. Y ahorita, honestamente, I la was like the neta. guinea pig. Literally. I was the guinea pig. I was the lab rat. It's totally fine though. I But love now, my friend. Mira lo que es todo el show I know. Ahora, ahora sí ya la podemos entrevistar como yes. te mereces. Wey. La última vez que estuvo Jenica aquí, you guys, fue en el 2020. Can you believe that, bitch? Three years during COVID, no? In August. The exact <gasps> date the video was posted was August 12, 2020. What? And we're in August right now. I literally, got, of, I literally yes. got a notification the other day of like a Snapchat memory of like the little promos I would do. And I was like, no mames, ya la vamos a traer otra vez. No Pero anyways, way. you guys, ya para empezar bien, antes de que empecemos con la entrevista, yo quiero pasarle el micrófono a Jenica para que ella nos diga un poquito más de quién es y qué hace. Okay, well, I'm Jenica Lopez. If you guys don't know who I am, social media influencer. My family and I had a reality show. We had I Love Jenny, the Riveras. My mom is Jenny Rivera. If you guys also don't know that hiding on our rock um, no but I am a social media influencer I own a business and I also do a podcast and I'm 25 years old right? period nos yeah. dio toda su historia en yes. unos 10 segundos yes. amiga pues ya que te conocemos y sabemos quién eres amiga yo quiero empezar con la pregunta que le pregunto a todos how was okay. Jenica growing up ¿Cómo fue tu infancia wey? oh Platicas. my gosh okay sometimes friend I don't remember a lot because I feel like I've been through so much like yeah. trauma wise that 
all my memories kind of fade away. And then I only remember pretty details or whatever, but I just, I moved a lot. I was born in Long Beach. I moved from Long Beach to Corona. That's when my mom blew up. And then I was very close with my family, with my cousins. We grew up all together. Um, and then I was normal life, school. And then, like I said, my mom blew up and then we moved in 2009. We moved to Encino, super, super far. Um, and yeah, we just, we just went on living life. We had the reality show. My dad passed away when I was 12. Um, I was always very chunky, always very chunky my whole life. And that was always like a big toll on my life, on who I was, because it was just like the topic. Ever since elementary school, friend, yeah. they would call me like, oh, she looks like a cute little hand because I was like super toasty, like, ya todo, ya yeah, soy yeah. bien pale or whatever but I was so toasty and tan and they would call me little ham <laughs> they, they, no, everyone thought it was so cute but I'm like I'm not a ham like, no, bitch, no, but yeah. weight has always been like an issue not an issue but something I struggle with and yeah it, it got a little bit more hectic at the end when my mom passed away and my dad and things started getting a little intense because they passed away when I was young so like I felt like I had to grow up very fast how were you in school so nos platicas get your mom you know popped off when you guys yes. moved to corona so mm -hmm. how was that transition from like going to school nadie te conocía to now going to school and being Jennifer's okay. daughter well when I I was in elementary school when okay. I was in corona I went to Highland Elementary and there was normal that from what I remember yeah like very normal like I would go on the monkey bars and like those school little libraries what is it yeah. those where you go buy books during the, the day book fairs book fairs, book fairs. yes uh -huh. I would do that I remember that and then I went to a private school my mom wanted us to go to a Christian school um, we ended up going to a Catholic one so I had a un uniforme todo I was around like a bunch of like güeritos yeah. very few were Hispanic so it was very different it was kind of like a culture shock for me yeah. which at the same time felt okay because I felt like at least I wasn't under like pressure of like okay, these, the kids aren't going to make fun of me yeah. here or whatever. Or they know who I am. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Middle school was super easy. It was easy. It was, I was bad in middle school, friend. Like, we would get qué? in trouble. Cuéntanos. We would, like... We would, like you just as madrosa? No, like, I felt cool when, like, I would cheat on my test or, like... Like, we would hide papers. Everybody in the class, we would all, like, in an agreement, like, oh, okay, we're not going to... We're going to keep a secret. We're going to pass each other the notes or whatever. I was bad. I was very bad. My mom never knew. I still got A's and B's. That's all that matters. No, but after middle school, like, I went to high school, and I only went for a year. I went to a public public school in, in, uh, because I wasn't accepted in any of the private schools. Like my SATs, you know, you have to have yeah, a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. SATs, especially for a private school, you have to have like a certain level and I, I never passed them. I always had, I don't know why, I was pretty smart. But, but no, for tests, <laughs> not, you were not bad. Not too much. No, but <laughs> you know, it could have been the test things because no. there's people that were smart like me. Ah, <laughs> but I hated doing tests. Como que nunca, exactly. Like I was never good at that. I would get nervous or mm -hmm. anxious about it. So I never passed the test and then... I went to a public school for a year and a half. And when I started my sophomore year, I left because that's when my mom passed away. And everybody kind of stared at me and made me feel like la pobrecita. Yeah. And I didn't like that, which I know they didn't mean it in a certain way. Like, it's not everybody's fault. You know, I have the life that I live and I'm, I'm grateful for it. But at that time, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to go to school, like... And Johnny had been in a private school himself, like a one-on-one -on -one teacher vibes. Yeah. And my mom really mean, wanted me to go there. 
but I switched because it was too much pressure. No, I wanted a a, a, a high school, a normal high school experience. experience. Yeah. And then once she passed away, I was like, oh no, I can't do this. So then I left. So did you leave and went back to what? Just I went like, to the school that Johnny went to. Nos platicas de que pues, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, especially after you know your mom popped up, te, te sentiste como compresiones. Yes. Did that pressure ever come with being Jenny Rivera's daughter? Yes, absolutely. In what way? Just more like having to be a perfectionist in type of ways like even till today like i feel like i have to be a certain way or be how my mom would want me yeah. like raise me and it's kind of hard because she's not here to raise me or kind of teach me certain things it's like i have to learn myself and kind of create my own personality and that's very hard for people yeah. to accept or understand so um i i guess for me it's just like i i battled that my whole life like you know, especially in high school and we had the reality show. Yeah. So people are like, are you really like that on the reality show? Or like, because I was super calladita yeah. and I still am calladita, but like people think like I'm rude or whatever. And it's not even that. It's just, I'm very reservada and quiet. And I rather just like be to myself and I have like a resting bitch face. So if everybody thinks that I mean, I promise I'm not mean. I just, I really don't, I have a hard time talking to people. It's always been hard. Like, Oh, I have to be a certain way because of who I am. Because now that your mom's not here, I feel like you have the pressure of the fans being like, Jenny would have loved her to be this way. And it's like, wait, no sabemos porque we don't know how that would have turned out. You know? So I feel like the pressure is definitely there. Obviamente hace seis meses nos platicas desde tu podcast over comfort, which we'll talk yes. about it in a bit. Pero hace seis meses, yo era un invitado en ese podcast. <laughs> and uno de los temas that we talked about was weight loss surgery. Yes. And just, you know, my weight loss journey in general. And en esa plática, tú nos contaste de que pues tú a los 15 años, you actually got weight loss surgery. Yes. How was that for you? ¿Y cómo fue? How did that even come to be? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I always struggled with my weight since I was little. Yeah. So after my dad passed away when I was 12... I gained a lot of weight because I was emotionally eating. I'm just like, I found comfort in food. And then my mom was like, let's go get surgery. Like my mom was very, not hard on us, but she was very specific because my grandpa taught her that way too. Like, you know, go to the gym, eat right. This is not my grandpa's super healthy and like muscular and like, and he's old already. So it's like, even till this day. Um, So she really just wanted us to take care of ourselves we would wake up at six in the morning, go on a hike, go walking or get on the treadmill, this, this and that. Um, and at 14, I was, she's just like, what if you think there's this new surgery, like gastric surgery or whatever? Like, let's go. I'm like, okay. Like I was already tired of like, I hated the gym. I was already tired of like doing all this. I'm like, okay, if I eat less, like I'll be fine. Like, let, like, let's go. I was down. I had said yes. So she took me to Puerto Vallarta okay. with one of my best friends at the time. And we went to go get the surgery and that was it. But it was like when it was first discovered. So I feel like it was like not fully, not fully discovered. Again, you yeah. being a guinea pig. Yeah. Like I was a like, guinea pig. First the podcast, <laughs> now the surgery. Yeah. It literally. was literally that vibes yes, though, right? It was like, and, um, and it worked. It really yeah. did. I was, I lost a lot of weight for my quinceanera. I got it at 14. By my quinceanera, I was like super slim and like, you know, I looked good and cute for my quince. But, um, yeah. And then my mom passed away when I was 15. So it kind of reversed. 
And like, like my stomach opposite. stretched out again. Because you started eating more. I started Obviamente, eating you more. know, a los 15 años es una edad super temprana. Getting the surgery at such a young age, did it affect your mental state in any way? To this day, maybe, yeah. Um, but I think overall, not, even without the surgery, I feel like my mental health, like what the way I think about food or the way I see myself, like it would it would be the same even without the surgery yeah. because I've always struggled with my weight because of the reality show, because I'm in social media. Like I have to watch what I eat or watch what I do because, you know, then La who's going to like, and todo, yeah. it sucks. But, um, it, it, even with or without, I feel like it'd be the same. Nos platicas de que pues tu infancia was very quick Pace. Yes. You know, there was a lot of traumatic things happening to you at such an early age. A los 12 años pierdes a tu papá, Juan López. Mm -hmm. Y luego, tres años después, el mundo pierde Jenny Rivera, pero mm -hmm. tú pierdes a tu mamá. Yes. ¿Cómo te afectó a ti la pérdida de tus papás at such an early age? It was always rough because I was a, I was a, I was a daddy's girl. My mom and him separated. I don't remember when they separated, but we, I just remember a lot of like spending the weekends with my dad. He would, he'd live down the street. We would go on the track. And I just remembered, like, the day that I lost him, I was like, I, we were in the Encino house. I, I literally pictured it in my head, too. And my mom called us to the office, like, oh, your dad or whatever, he passed away. Like, you need to go see him in the hospital. Or he's like, oh, your dad's not making it or whatever. Like, we have to pull the cord because he had double pneumonia and he was just living on the, yeah. on the on ventilators. The and, uh -huh. yeah. and we're just like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's not, it's not going to be what it is. I mean, this is what's happening now. So, um, it was, it, that was hard in itself, but I felt like my mom was worse. My mom was super worse. And I think because and like, we couldn't, like, we couldn't breathe. Like the moment we woke up, like there was paparazzis outside my grandma's house. No friend. I was at my grandma's house. I was at that time I was in a youth group at church. Okay. I was in the singing group and the worship team and I was getting ready to go. And then my friend texts me. She's like, Hey, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I remember at that time, like my grandma and my tia, my tia were like, 
kind of running around the house like they didn't want to say anything or whatever. Like you knew there was something going on. Something was going on. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell's going on? So I went to the bathroom. My friend, I had gotten my phone. My friend texted me. And that, the funny thing is, is I had texted my mom. I was like, hey, mom, like, are you good? Like, everything's okay? No reply, which is weird because my mom would reply. And um, I was like, she's like, you don't know. She's like, everyone on the news that says your mom's plane is lost. I'm like, what? Like, so I was like, mom, like, reply. Like, are you okay? Like, where are you? And me, I was like, I, I honestly, I prayed to God. I'm like, God, please just like, please don't let it be her. Like, like wherever she's at, just find the plane. And then after that, like, that's when everybody all got together. And we were just, it was like a, a blur. Yeah. At this point, it's a blur. Like, no te acuerdas bien, I don't, bien cómo uh, no. pasó todo I would just remember staying at my grandma's house for like a week or two. I couldn't go home. I couldn't go home. I would sleep on the, on the floor at my grandma's house. Like all my cousins were there. My brothers and sisters, we were just, we couldn't. We couldn't sleep at the house. Um, certain, certain of my brothers went to the house and slept like in my mom's bed or whatever. But we were just, it was too hard. It was way too hard for us. I was watching one of your podcast episodes. Estabas platicando de que después de la muerte de tu mamá, pues, you know, you got, you started getting a lot of anxiety. Yes. And you, you know, that's where your anxiety comes from. Do you feel like that anxiety came because, you know, obviamente perdiste a tus dos papás, pero, you know, losing your mom, like you said, it was all over the place to where mm -hmm. you really couldn't, you know, take in the news or mm -hmm. really process what was going on do you feel like that had to do a lot with it for sure my anxiety that's where like my anxiety came from like from having that pressure like the moment of walking outside my grandma's house like like a swarm of bees like coming at yeah. you like you couldn't no way to escape so it's like so from there like I, I get like anxious or like whenever I'm in front of cameras or when I'm talking to people like I just I get nervous or Or yeah, there's it just brings you things. back to that exactly. Day, yeah. So it it's it is a very different experience. I'm very grateful. Like I know, like God has always had a plan, and for my for me and my family, um, and in that moment and at this time, like it's I could see why things happen, yeah. and it's okay. Estando tan chiquita cuando pasó todo esto, how did you manage grief? Um, man. It was hard. It's it's till this day. It's kind of hard. Like I I've always been like like I said reservada, calladita. Like I'll stay in my own bubble, and I won't really talk about it. Yeah. Which is bad on my part because I feel like it's better to talk about it with people and people even if they don't relate. That was my problem though. A lot of people couldn't relate really, to me. Yeah. And like I didn't know. I was tired of hearing I'm sorry. Like I. I, I understand what you're going through when they really didn't understand. Um, so I would always just be quiet in my room. I would cry. I would pray. I would pray. I would be like, God, like, whatever, you, you know, show me the reason why all this is happening. Like, I have, I know I trust your plan. And it was just, it was, it was difficult. It was very difficult because a lot of people couldn't relate to me. And I felt bad because I felt like I needed to be strong for my siblings, yeah. like un pilar for them because they were, all my siblings are very emotional and I feel like I'm like a rational and like head on person and I wanted to be that for them. So I wouldn't even talk about it with them until I started going to therapy and like even like two years ago when I started therapy, they're like, you haven't even like 
processed correctly like you're just you're in a flight mode like fight or flight mode like you want to keep going yeah. versus facing like the, the facts truth or the or truth or whatever on, yeah. so like helping you know me i literally just i have to understand like okay not just because what happened to my parents it that doesn't mean it's going to happen to me it could be a different situation i have to get it out of my head and just be strong in that sense i was literally watching your new podcast that you posted today as i was getting ready and i know you talked briefly about you know the anxiety of even flying after what happened with your mom did you stop flying for like a long time i did well no actually no because we had an event in monterrey where the accident happened and we had to go we had to like be there so it's like i had to face it yeah and so since then like when i face when i know i'm going on a plane like i have to mentally prepare myself like a week before like okay you're gonna get on a plane like let's get ready it's gonna be fine yeah. um i would take like ashwagandha like the little pastillas the or like uh-huh or like sometimes i would smoke or like things to help me relax or i will get a red eye so that i can sleep um, it, it depends, but it is till this day. Yeah, son, ya van a ser 11 años, and it's still difficult for me. It's very difficult. It's like, it's a process, but, um, and that's that I want to travel the world. Like, I, I have to, I want to get better so I can go ahead and travel and go visit the places I want to go see. Like, you almost feel like what happened limits you in the exactly. today world because you're like, oh, no quiero que me pase algo. Exactly. Miedo. It's the PTSD yes, too, exactly. right? Like, the whole trauma of it. Exactly. And although my mom's was, was like, a private plane, yeah. like, I still have that problem with commercial planes because I, things happen all the time. Pueden pasar. It's Uno just, sabe, exactly. Yeah. It's like, they, they say that it's like, it's not, it's different when it's really not, it's not that different. It's a plane. It could be, almost the same like yeah. an engine or whatever so a lot of situations are just like i have to understand and literally just and then obviamente the como dices a lo mejor la gente dice oh no puede pasar pero como tú ya sufriste por algo así yes. it's like your the your mind is going everywhere and even giving the 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 least possible possibilities exactly. and tu mente es imposible. Exactly. And i just think about like people don't realize like a lot of plane accidents happen like i 9-11 yeah. or like certain things like that it's like or some i don't know it's random shit so it's just like i i try to i share those things on the podcast so that people can understand me as well and like kind of get an insight of my life and where my anxiety comes from and it's not easy but trying we're to going work through, through it, it. you're we're gonna get through, through it, it. Amiga. you're <laughs> gonna literally get through it so obviamente yeah como dices tú it's been years do you feel yeah. like you know grieving has taught you anything Oh man, that's a good question, friend. Grieving has grieving taught me anything? I don't. It only makes you stronger. I feel like grief like shows you and it makes you appreciate life a lot more and who you have and whoever it is. Even hasta el perro, like me perdi, I lost my dog. Yeah. Like so, then I'm just like, I really appreciate what I have now and the moments I had with him. Yeah. So it's it's just literally like living in the moment and enjoying who and what you have right now and I feel like I see that a lot with you because you know obviamente la gente no te mira siempre con un chingo de gente siempre te miran con tu grupito and I see how like there you are for the people that are around you y miro como you know aprovechas cada momento porque como uno dice 
you never know when yes. it's going to be the last day. So I feel like it for sure taught you something. Que es algo que tú ya ahorita ya, you know, been going through that, you know, you've been still, you know, dealing with it, like trying to process it, trying to heal. What's something que a lo mejor tú le puedes dar como consejo a lo mejor alguien que está mirando el show that's barely going through it or is going through something like this? Oh, man. Well... My heart is with you guys, whoever has a similar experience to mine or is going through anxiety or depression. I just want to say that there's hope. There's reasons to be alive. There's people that love you and that are there for you and care for you. Even if it, you may feel very alone in like a, a crowded room, just know that there's that one person that will hold your hand and hug you and all you got to do is just be vulnerable. Talk about it and know that even if they don't understand that as long as you speak it out like word vomit, you're going to feel a lot more better. And don't give up. Tú has estado en este medio ya por muchísimos años. Yes. Desde chiquita te podían ver, you know, in I Love Jenny, in the Riveras. But as you got older, and when it came down to what Jenica Lopez wants, ¿qué fue tu momento as a teen slash adult where you're like, you know what, I want to do social media for a living? The journey kind of started when we were in the middle of a reality show. And I wanted to be like a fashion model. And that's when I got my first deal with Fashion Nova, I believe. When Fashion Nova first started Sorry, becoming yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was on. I'm like, okay, like, let's do it, whatever. I felt good when I did my post. I'm like, I feel like I could do this. Like, honestly, like, I didn't think I could get a job, like, yeah. anywhere else. Because everybody knew who I was. Like, I didn't have experience either. So it was very difficult for me to, like get a job somewhere. I remember even applying at Menchie's, the yogurt. Oh, shit. The frozen yogurt place. No, they didn't. And they never told me why or whatever, but I was like, I want to live a normal life. Let me get a job. And I couldn't. So I was like, okay, fine. If I can't do this, I'm going to do this. And then... I don't know, from there, like, I've always wanted to inspire plus-size girls. Like, I've always been chucking my life, my whole life, so I wanted to, like, do fashion things and kind of just give girls inspiration. And Because all you see is, like, the faquitas and, like, all that stuff on Fashion Nova, and it's like, no, I could be different and let me model and give the girls some inspiration. So, obviamente, cuando tú estabas chiquita, did you ever feel like, oh, shit, I got dragged into this life? Like, mm -hmm. did it ever cross your mind? Like, oh, maybe this is not what I want to do. Obviously, nos dijiste que querías right. vivir una vida normal. Yeah. Was there ever moments where you're like, I don't want to do, like, being online, being a celebrity, doing social media for a living? A lot of the time. A lot, a lot of times where I was just like, I wanted to just go out with my friends yeah. and not have everybody talk about me. And although some people are like, that's a dream. Like, yeah. I want people to, like, I want to be able to, like, flashing lights and cameras. And and it wasn't always like that, flashing lights and cameras. But, like, going to parties and stuff where it's, like, getting asked, like, oh, like, so how's your life with your mom? Or, like, this, this, and that. And you're and like, those wait, times, no quiero hablar de eso. Exactly. Quiero tomar y divertirme. Exactly. Yeah. And where I would go out or whatever, like, I'm just like, okay. So that's that's why, like, I appreciate, like, you know, you or, like, the friends that I have now, like, We're all in the same space. Yeah. Like, we get it. We've known each other for a while. Like, you guys know my story. Like, we can all get along. We drink. We have fun. And, like, it's cool. But there was a lot of times where we're just like, oh, like. Like, that was the only topic people would bring yeah. up where it's like, girl, like. Yes, exactly. No, exactly. Like, no I want to have fun. And then that, that's when, like, my head, I'm like, okay, they know who I am. They're asking me this for a reason. They want a picture. 
What if they record me later on? Like, I gotta act right. In your right. drunk self. Exactly. Say lo que no tienes like, que decir. Stay sober because you never know what could happen. I'm not messy, yeah. but like, But when people case. get vulnerable, you know, exactly. a platicamos de más. Like, I remember when we first, I think our first borrachera, not one of our first, I actually got a memory about it not too long ago, was when we did um, 4th of July here. ¿Te acuerdas? Oh, yeah. So right. hace años, With amigas, the the, um, Karina, yes. Myra, my whole house estaba llena, you guys, llena. Yes. And I remember even then you already felt comfortable because yes. ya nos habíamos juntado. And it's very moments like that because obviamente, you know, we got drunk. We all started being fucking vulnerable. <laughs> yes. And I feel like for you, and you never felt like, oh my God, hablé de más because no. you felt comfortable. But I'm of sure course. like if it would have been with people que a la mejor no te sentías mm -hmm. comfortable, it would have been like, fuck, mm -hmm. la cagué. Exactly. Hablé de más. Ah, yo I te comprendo, amiga. So <laughs> Obviamente, you know, you talk about, you know, having the pressures of being online. How do you deal with haters now? Or was there ever a moment in time on the it would get to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even then, like, I would not want to do social media because of the comments. the comments. But I'm like, you know what? Like, someone's going to hate for something all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and I have to be okay with that. Like, I'm not going to just end all of this because someone doesn't like me. There's not everybody has to like yeah. me. And that's totally fine. But I just kind of filter them. And if not, I'll have my manager or I'll have my friend. I'm yeah. like, go through the comments, delete, delete the whatever. Like, I won't, I, but I have to be engaging as well. Yeah. So, like, I'll reply or whatever. And then I have the filtered ones on. Like, certain words, I'm just like, these are not allowed, words allowed. Like, don't comment this and I won't see it, which is totally fine. Like, it's easier for me. Yeah. But at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, me vale, like, whatever. Like, it's been a long time. Who cares? Some, they're not everyone's going to be happy. And I feel like con la cosa con el internet, especially with you being so young, I feel like people te miraron crecer y se sienten como con the right to an opinion. Yes. And it's You want to manage your whole life. And yes. like, no, I'm offering you my life to kind of give you who I am. An insight. An insight. Not so, an opinion. Exactly. Like, I live a normal life too. Let me show you how I do that. Like tips and tricks here and there. Doesn't mean you tell me what to do, though. What's been the hardest thing that you've encountered doing social media now as, you know, an adult? Oh, my God. I think just the opinions. Like, they want to, like, run every aspect of your life. Like, if I'm not doing something right at the gym, like, it'll be a whole thread in the comments. It's like... It's like, girl, no, I'm just showing like, y'all what exactly. I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, when I'm cooking or whatever, like... They could say it a certain way, like, oh, maybe you should try this. Like, those comments are fine, but it's like, no, girl, don't do this or you're go doing to it this. wrong. Exactly. Like, and it's that's just like, not no, this, that's I, not think, that. I think that's probably the hardest. Like, just seeing those, and it's just like, ugh, like, you guys live your life, I'm gonna live mine. That's it. Una cosa que yo siempre he dicho is the misconception que la gente les tiene ustedes online. You know what I mean? I feel like all these chisme channels or just like cuando se hacen polémicas, la gente nomás las pinta de una manera que like nada que ver. It's like, girl, yeah. that's not even the case. How do you feel cuando pues hay polémicas y la gente have this narrative that is 100% false, but a veces ni quieres platicar about the subject porque yeah. no le quieres dar atención. How do you exactly. feel when it's like stuff like that, especially when it's like major accusations? Oh my, it's a, a so annoying sometimes when it's like another one like there's always some type of issue with my family and I've kind of just I'm happy with who I have right now yeah. like my siblings and we're happy with what we have our own conversations we're like okay like we're not going to talk about it like people take it out of context people do things they say things they they clip videos or whatever and it's just like 
There's no time. There's no time to explain. I know what I feel in my heart and what intentions I meant it with or just in general. Like, I know, I don't know. I'm secure with who my family is and what we do and whatever anybody else has to say, then that's on them. Sometimes I'm just like, when it's one thing, it's like, oh, like this is my time. Like, you guys don't hear me say things. A lot of times this is going to be the time I say something. I'm just like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's literally the response that they want. They want people to clap back and say stuff and it's like I'm not going to give you the time of day or the clouds. Y al fin del día la gente va a creer and they're going to take home what they want to take home. Si ya exactly. te miran como mala persona, if they see you as this or that, no matter what you say, sometimes it won't even fucking change because at the end of the day, esa gente pues se dedica just to make you yep. feel like bad. Yep. Y eso es lo que quieren. Uh-huh. And after responding to that one, then they're like, pero, exactly. yes, you literally. <laughs> Luego empiezan con otra pendejada. Ay, no, pero eso yes. no, no, cállense los hijos. Ustedes nomás quieren chingar. Exactly. Literally. We talked about your podcast. Hace ocho meses empezaste tu podcast Over Comfort, yes. which is a podcast donde tú les das a tus invitados a judgment-free zone para que pues ellos expresen y platiquen de su vida. Y pues hoy en día ya estás en la segunda temporada. Yes. Amigas. Congratulations. Thank you. ¿Cómo te sientes? ¿Qué es lo que inició that new venture? Well, I've always wanted people to understand me and to understand guests and I feel like social media has like you have one face and then the other face yeah. and it's like I want people to see the the vulnerable faces of me and my guests yeah. and kind of get that picture of like where they came from and why they are the way they are or who they are and what they're doing today and kind of just have those uncomfortable conversations because sometimes these guests don't even talk about yeah. things that they've been through and for me I've always said it there's always growth and uncomfortability like you can't be comfortable and grow at the same time you're you have to just get out of the bubble and really be vulnerable with people so that's what started it I wanted to be uncomfortable myself like to be able to talk to somebody and give advice and talk about the tips that I learned through therapy as well like help people because that's like my main like goal in life I just want to help people yeah. y te miramos hacerlo mucho so obviamente con tu podcast I feel like we see a new side of Jenica que antes nunca miramos we've seen you cry on the podcast yes. we've seen you open up about topics que obviamente a lo mejor antes you wouldn't do do you feel like it also serves as therapy for you yes. having the podcast absolutely and even like with the guests too like they'll come and they were like oh wow like that, that was like therapeutic for me and it for me it's like I need to say this yeah. I want to say this and some Someone's gonna relate if it's just one person that's totally fine with me like as long as someone can relate and they're not alone hoy subiste un video I literally related so much because I feel like in the beginning of my podcast a lot a lot of people are like Alan you don't let the guests talk yes. Alan this Alan that I'm like bitch I get excited yes como has estado to you know taking all that hate in well it was hard for me friend like the last hasta el día de hoy like I ner- I was nervous uploading that up episode today because i'm like people are gonna think that i just want a pretty party or whatever and it's like no like i want people to understand the other side of things and like you know how it does like you were messaging me about everything and like you know making sure everything was good and it's the same thing i do with guests as well like let's have these conversations are you okay with this like you know and so even then people won't believe it but i know again like what i'm doing in my heart and I, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And it's totally fine. Like, I understand, like, 
as long as I know that I'm getting, I want to get better. And for people to know that like, this is just a conversation. It's just to have fun. And people, I may not ask everything in specific or I may not, I may ask too much, but as long as the guests are fine and it's a, it's a progress. Like it's a, it's a journey. Yo pienso que es lo que la gente se le olvida. At the end of the day, you guys, look, the way I see it is, yeah, I have a podcast that, yeah, I bring my guests on. Some of them talk about their chisme. Some of them don't. But to me as an influencer myself, también yo sé cómo se siente uno. Like when I went on your podcast, para que le diga, para que le crean, wey. Everything we talked about was prior yes. agreed to. You know, yep. obviously, tú me preguntas, like, hey, friend, quiero platicar de you coming out, quiero exactly. platicar de tu surgery. Y yo a todo le di green light, pero hay a veces donde hay gente que no se sienten comfortable. And that's y, fine. And it's fine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's like, para qué vas a obligar a alguien de hablar about something that they're not comfortable about even speaking on their it's own. It's better to ask before than to ask literally on the spot. And that's what we, that's literally what we do with everything mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna because I would hate to do that as well like obviamente si hay como un polémica y quieren saber like se le pregunta yes. uno primero like hey are you comfortable talking about this si no no se respeta porque yo también como influencer hay a veces cosas que la gente empieza a hablar about online yeah. that I'm like I don't feel like giving that attention yeah. to that you know, polemica, or I don't feel like talking about a certain thing because maybe I'm not ready yep. to talk about it I then. Agree. So, obviamente, yo he visto todo eso. ¿En dónde miras tú a Overcomfort in the next five years, amiga? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm just focused. I don't know. I'm focused on getting whatever I can right now because it's, I do want. I don't know. I want, I just want to touch hearts at the end of the day. Like I want to be able to open up a foundation for people for like mental health and like foster care and really just reach out. Even if the podcast ends at the end of the day, that's what my main goal is as well. Like I, I'm going to help somebody at some point, like with something. So I don't know right now the podcast is doing good. Thank God. And, um, we have our guests are lined up and hopefully another season we get another season, but, I, I do over comfort in general is just to help people. It's like, it's not just the podcast. It's, it's not like just, a whole thing. Yes. Porque también tienes tu línea de merchandise exactly. que se llama over comfort, exactly. right? I, yeah, we have, I have over comfort and I just, I want to launch, you know, my necklaces yeah. and like glasses and merch like that. And at some point again, like for it to get to a foundation at, at wherever, you know, get enough money and to be able to donate it all to like, Friend, foundations that's so and all that cute. stuff. That's so yeah, sweet. So, I talked to you. That's he so opens sweet. up a foundation I, tomorrow. Like, oh, <laughs> no, but that's so sweet yeah. because it's like, tienes un plan más grande yes. de lo que ya tienes. Mm -hmm. Like, your main goal is like, yeah, you know, maybe we can help people through video, but like, yes. I want to physically yes. help these people like exactly. help them get out of hard times physically yeah you know which is such a great thing y yo sé que tu podcast va a llegar Thank muy lejos porque ya ahorita ya está llegando ya está llegando yes. lejos hoy. ya para terminar esta entrevista amigas ¿qué le espera a Jenica? oh my gosh well this year I'm turning 26 mm. my birthday's coming up I want to be able like I don't know I feel like I just I can't stop saying it but I do want to help people again like I want to go here and there i want to go visit places volunteer so that's like the first thing on my heart i want to buy a new house Ooh. yes i am currently in the process of moving so that is just one of like my main goals right now and then i don't i want to bless like my family this year we're going on vacation again and you know i, I, I really want to focus on family time 
and obviously i don't know social media like it maybe it's different it's different now and it's i don't know it's like, like new do you eras, feel, yes, right? yes it's a lot of new eras and i'm kind of figuring out the way like do i want to still do this or do i want to like i'm getting older like i want to find new things find new ways to make money certain ways like maybe uh, OnlyFans only <laughs> would you do OnlyFans I've thought about it friend I she really wants help everyone it. hasta los guys <laughs> no you gotta be exclusive friend tienes que ayudarle a toda la gente no, no but I've thought about it yeah. like you know but I, I see como like I'm not gonna do nudity for no, nudity no 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 like, maybe just like, look, like cheeses exactly like you've seen my bathing suit pics mm -hmm. your man wants me might as well just, just fucking kidding. put that exactly. on the platform and get paid for Danny it. Danny can pay for it. Ah, I'm, I'm like, kidding. I'll subscribe. It's oh, no. una cosa que yo digo. Like, I feel like a lot of people, it's like, girl, a lot of these creators already post these, you know, exactly. fancy ex savage pictures. Exactly. Might as well post those on OnlyFans. That's fans. what I'm saying. But then it's just the name. Everybody freaks out about the name and like, but did you know like they there's other things like people host podcasts on there too yeah. you know what's so funny sin exagerar you guys and I can even put aquí un email I had actually gotten reached out maybe ends of last year uh -huh. uh, by OnlyFans to no. get on their platform wow. y yo cuando me dijo mi manager dije que chingados voy a hacer en esa pinche plataforma que chingados <laughs> me va a querer ver a mi encuerado but my manager was like no you don't even gotta do like naked stuff you can post like extra YouTube videos and I'm like en la plataforma like it's yes, like the name of it that name. makes it seem so like yes. encuérate picamela like vibes yes <laughs> like it literally <laughs> does though like, no and it's like I'm not I don't even plan on doing that like I would feel uncomfortable yeah. there like no but I'm like I'm already posting this this and that like why not and it's like a good income I know people you guys que no enseñan teta no enseñan yes. nada así no enseñan panocha pero bien les va So, si miramos a la Jenica, you guys, en unos meses, un año, o a lo mejor mañana, ay, ah, on OnlyFans, allá van a saber y suscríbanse. Si ustedes exactly. no se quieren suscribir, que se suscriban. Que se suscriban. <laughs> Make your man subscribe, bitch. Ah, that's what I'm trying exactly. to say. We all giving it all promo. I pero know. no, verdad, amigas, estoy Thank muy contento you. que estuviste aquí para platicar un poquito. Oh, no man. les voy a mentir, you guys. I did, like I told Jenica, we stopped for a little bit to, um, you know, we had some complications. Yes. In the beginning of the interview, me puse un poquito nervioso, pero saben por qué, amigas, porque el tema de tu mamá casi no lo tocamos yeah. tú y yo. Whenever we have fun, pues me gusta divertirme con Jenica López, but yes. I felt like, you know, because of the way the podcast is, like, you know, your mom is and was a big part of your, you know, yes. your childhood. So, por eso quería, you know, hablar del tema. So, thank you so much, amiga, por oh. opening up and, you know, talking thank about Thank you, my that. friend. No, I really, I love you. I love you. I, I love, love you, you in too. your heart. And I'm just, I'm glad that I got to be on this season. Y a los que vienen, amiga. But with yes. that being said, amigas, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Como siempre, si quieren seguir a Jenica, I'm going to leave all her usernames on the screen and down below para que la vayan y la siguen. Y también, no se les olvide seguirme a mí para que no se pierdan any future episodes. And with that being said, thank you so much yes, for being here. And thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.